Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The Collab. We are a collective of brand professionals sharing our career stories. Every week, we pair up two members and they interview each other, so you'll get to hear one episode this week and one next week. We're heading into our third year of The Collab, and you can join us too. Sign up at jointhecollab.com and then tell your story. Hello, everyone. My name is Phil Corin, and I am interviewing today Megan Hool, who is a one-stop shop for all things career. Wouldn't you say, Megan? Yes. Multi-hyphenated. Multi-hyphenated, like doing it all. Podcast host, career coach, you name it. Recruiter, like Megan is doing it all, right? I love it. I love it. Okay. So where are you based and what do you do right now? What is your current role? Yeah. So right now I am based in Beautiful Boston, Massachusetts, um, which is a very manageable city. And unlike the energy of New York City, as I know that's where you are, Phil, you know, we, we have our we have our moments here and it's beautiful autumn. So loving this time of year, fall is my favorite. So anyone that loves summer, don't at me. No ats in this podcast. Right now, as you're saying, I sit in a few roles, but in terms of overall sort of offering in my career. I mean, for, gosh, almost 11 plus years, I've been in a very specific recruitment function as a talent acquisition partner, working directly with luxury specialty and consumer good brands, supporting hiring on the retail side, on the corporate side, on the wholesale side for fashion, beauty, wellness, home and design, fine jewelry, you name it. So I, I guess for you, walk up and down Fifth Ave or Madison. <laughs> and at, at some point, most or all have been my clients as well as some like awesome direct-to-consumer brands. So staffing roles, getting people hired, all of that, you know, is certainly my bread and butter. Through the pandemic, built up a coaching business through the Megan Hole Method, where now I am able to work one-on-one -on -one with people that come to me. And as a recruiter, you know, unfortunately, I'm not going to have a job for everybody that comes to me. It's not how it works. We're an agent for our clients, not necessarily people, but, you know, a big part of what I do is building relationships. So if there is an amazing candidate that's coming to me that's struggling with interviewing skills or their resume or putting themselves out there, you know, it's a great opportunity for me to be able to have this other offering to say, okay, well, let's work through some of the things that are blocking you. You know, why are you not nailing those interviews? Or, you know, you've been in like eight interviews over this past month, like without a callback, what's going on? You know, so just really sort of working through any career issues someone may be having or pivot moments. And then of course, you know, we have our podcast called Pivot with Purpose, which is career stories. So, you know, a lot of great things, which yes, is embodying my one-stop shop for all things career and personal development. And I love it. I love people. I love helping people just be able to live out their best selves, whatever that looks like. Fantastic. That's really great. Well, where did you grow up and, and, and where did you go to school? Yeah. So I am from upstate New York. So yes, unfortunately, you know, left my New York roots. <laughs> that's where, that's where I started, but more in the Saratoga area. So like Albany upstate, cause I know this is a little different meaning for everyone in the state of New York. Upstate could be Poughkeepsie or Syracuse. So I'm Albany, Saratoga area, tri-state capital district. Went to school there. I went to college in like podunk new hampshire <laughs> where it's like small town girl with like horses you know to another small town school in Keene, new hampshire which we gotta love Keene. it's a, it's a great area and they have 
beautiful also you know fall vibes right now too but after that i actually finished uh a few years ago is now kind of thrusting myself into like a master HR program through Cornell. So, you know, got a very kind of like good sort of basic kind of business, I guess, degree, you know, from Keen, but really, you know, always wanted to kind of focus on sort of bigger picture HR people. And that really came from too, like working in retail for such a long time, like out of school and all of that. So yeah, stayed close to those sort of small town girl vibes, but then thrusted myself into big city energy, which I just love. So why did you decide to make the choices that you made in terms of going into the career you're in right now? What drove that? Well, I think a few things. So I initially went to school. I don't know if you knew this for broadcast like journalism. I wanted communications and someone told me I didn't. I had no idea. Oh my God. Well, someone told me I didn't have a face for television and and that's it. Mm. Really? They're like, "Mm, you don't really have a face for TV. I'm like, great. I'll take my voice then. But, you know, I think in terms of communications, you're talking about like late 90s, early 2000s. Like, what what is that being on the news? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'll go into nutrition. And that's like a whole nother story. But I'm like, "Mm, too much science. You know, I think for me... I'm a very front facing like people person and the thought of like being stuck behind a desk or like in an office. I'm like, A, I love to shop. So getting myself out there and shopping and also like working out actually in school. When I was in Keene, I used to run the front desk at Gold's Gym. So yes, got myself into like a very kind of like front-facing service thing as like a part-time job. And I was like, you know what? I don't mind this people thing. I know service is not for everybody. It's not faint of heart industry by any means. And just kind of like followed this like health and wellness sort of fitness management type level position until... I got to, you know, really establish myself in some early on retail careers where I was working with like limited and company and, you know, would scour the mall, like see who's hiring. I'm like, sure, I'll get a discount. You know, who doesn't love a discount of your favorite stores and brands? And it just kind of like developed into something where I was taking on these leadership roles and really enjoyed loving people. And that led to me running retail stores and always hiring, always hiring. And then, you know, sort of having a pivotal moment in 2012 when a lot of things were changing in my personal life and I wasn't able to move from Boston to New York City and really then establish myself as a full-time recruiter. You know, seeing how I led teams and and really hired throughout my career, I'm like, I can do this and I want to do it full-time and I want to help people get jobs. And it's almost like this synergistic like matchmaker for jobs. So, you know, being able to like quickly establish like somebody's why feeling out their vibe, like who are they going to make sense for in terms of like culture fit and client, because we're not for everybody, right? I mean, that's what makes us all special. So it's kind of this very intuitive. I feel like I've always had a keen sense of awareness, even as a small child of like people and energies. So I think that's probably what makes me really successful is I can feel somebody and sniff someone out real quick in terms of their motivation and then say, okay, well, you want to do this. You're probably going to be best for this client. And that's how it works. That's amazing. That's amazing. What What do you think is like a pivotal moment, do you think, in the start of your career that you can name? Like what, can you think of one moment that you were like, wow, this is the beginning of something that's happening? Yeah. I mean, I think it was when I got my big break into like luxury retail. Oh, okay. I started my retail career and listen, okay, in like 
1999, 2000, Contempo Casual was was actually cool people, all right? So I know everyone in Wet Seal that, you know, probably sold all flammable clothes, fine. Uh, <laughs> I finally donated all those, like, flammable clothes. But, you know, you kind of start off in these, like, mainstream brands or, you know, kind of like big, like corporate conglomerates where, you know, there's like 500 stores all across the country and da, 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 which I feel like gives you an incredible established, like working with the limited brands and like establishing like how to run a store and how to learn KPIs and what makes a business run and big operation manuals and all of that. You know, I think that was great roots. But when I moved to Boston, and, you know, kind of got my first job at this small boutique on Newbury Street. The boutique actually wound up going bankrupt, unfortunately. And I was like, wow, for the first time kind of finding myself without any of my control, very much like what everybody has gone through the past couple of years without a job. And, you know, putting my application, putting my application, and I actually was working with a recruiter who was like, you should interview at Louis Vuitton. And I was like, Louis Vuitton? I'm like, wait, <laughs> from selling $20 shirts to $30,000 handbags, I'm like, really? Can I do this? Are they going to see me as like, it's quite a jump, you know, as like capable and, and, you know, willing and all of this. So I actually had an amazing interview with my regional and, you know, that wound up hiring me. But I think that was my big break of it was so scary. I remember, you know, having to go out and buy a suit. <laughs> I'm like, Express, hey, shout out to Express. <laughs> you got to put your best foot forward for that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Right. I didn't have fancy bags. Like I was definitely not established. Like you talk about imposter syndrome. I'm like, oh my God. But you know what? I think that there are so many things that like people fixate on and it doesn't matter. What matters is your why and who you freaking are and what you bring to the table. And I will tell you, as scary as that was, I'm like, I got nothing to lose. And I went in there and I'm like, this is why you should hire me. This is what I love to do. These are the successes that I've been running. I mean, our, our boutique on Newbury, that store cranked. I mean, we had the best service. Like, you know, just there are some things that I think no one's ever going to take away from you that just make you who you are. So I feel like when you can really hone in on that and someone sees that, they see the potential. And I always say like, that's my big break into luxury where back then that was really hard. If you weren't working with like another luxury brand or if it wasn't like for like, it's not how it is now where there's a little flexibility, you know, it was definitely like, maybe I was a risky hire, but not really because I made it happen. <laughs> So I got my big break at Louis Vuitton in Boston. I ran the sack store. I went to the big global store here and, and just made my mark. And it was awesome, you know, kind of being in that luxury space. Very different. Lots to learn. I would say that was my pivotal moment. And that's why now I'm working in this recruitment space within these luxury brands that I partner with because they know I've been in the business. They know I've led teams. They know they could put me in their store tomorrow and I'd be on the floor selling. <laughs> you know? So it's that credibility that I think really has carried me very far here for the past 11 years. Oh, amazing. That's amazing. I would say that's a big pivotal moment, taking a chance on a gal like me. <laughs> <laughs> and it paid off for them and for you. So that's, that's fantastic. You know, do you feel like looking at your career, if you look back, do you feel like it's been linear or do you feel like there's been pivots? And what are those pivots? If you if you can't identify a pivot, what exactly would you say it is? Yeah, I mean, I would say linear in the sense of being in a service mindset. 
And I think knowing like I wasn't that office person, you know, kind of following those jobs that then allowed me to be front facing, but pivoting through industries where, you know, I was in fitness and wellness and big box and then boutique and then these big luxury conglomerates. You know, I think the pivots were in more the size and the scope of some of the companies and the brands that I was supporting and like a completely different mindset. You know, when, when you get a phone call or you're calling, you know, X, Y, and Z athlete or some collaboration and you say you work with Louis Vuitton, people are going to take your phone calls, you know, but then, yeah, you know, and then it's also kind of cool where, you know, they don't give anyone discounts. So I remember like even Madonna doesn't get a discount at Louis Vuitton. So it's like, they don't care who you, uh, I don't know if it's still the same way, but that was always like the key question of me working at Louis Vuitton. What's your discount? I'm like, oh my God. None. <laughs> None, nothing for you. But no, I, I feel like, again, it kind of goes back to like knowing what you're good at and like what you want to be doing and what you don't want to be doing has really carried me. But I think the pivots are always wanting more, better, best for myself. And that's how we all should go through life, right? Well said. Well said. I love Amen. I love that. What are you most proud of in your career to date? Oh my gosh. I feel like surviving the past couple of years. Yeah. That's a real one. That's a real one. No, I think what I'm most proud of is, listen, I was sitting with some stuff early 2020 that I'm like, okay, kind of getting that itch, right? Of like, what's next for me? Having maybe a little bit of a bigger voice, you know, being in a recruitment role where, you know, I'm sort of on a team. And although I run a business within a business, you know, there's a lot of things that still fall under like a singular brand voice where I'm like, you know what, there's a Megan Hool brand here that exists for sure. Yeah. Like that. You know? So it was something where I was like, I need to get out of my own way. And no one asked for the pandemic, but I think the pandemic gave me a moment where it wasn't as crazy as my day-to-day -day typically can be in recruiting for various reasons where we were still busy, but I had some extra time. Right. So I'm like, you know what, here is my moment. And instead of like sitting in fear of what was next and, oh my gosh, we're losing money and this isn't working. And then I'm like, what more can I build out there to serve people that are also in a really bad place and just really thrusting myself, not only working with my own coach to kind of work through some things that I was going through and really kind of establish like what that next step looks like for me. But then just setting out to build a business through a pandemic and a podcast, which I was like, you know, what am I doing on the days where it's already so stressful, like being in a stressful moment of this whole world around us, like never experiencing this before. But then also in, in the interim, like I'm going to build a business <laughs> and the stress of that and being so exhausted, like laying on the floor, like I can't do this. But you know what? We're doing it. And it's two years later. And I'm so proud of, I would say, you know, resilience is a choice for sure. I think, you know, opportunities certainly come and go sometimes potentially depending on like who you are and where you're at and whatnot. But, you know, I'm so grateful for the support I have, for the network that I have, for the cheerleaders in my corner, for the high vibe tribe. And I would say like being able to, in a very difficult time, kind of quickly pivot my own and say, okay, there's more for me to do and I'm not going to let this moment kind of drag me down, but I'm just going to keep going beyond the haters, beyond the naysayers, beyond everyone's like, why are you doing that? What, what are you doing? Are you taking away from recruiting? It's like, no, I'm actually taking control of my own destiny.
Ooh, well said. Yes, I love it. That definitely is probably what I'm most proud of. And and we are a fast moving rocket ship. So, you know, like get ready. There's lots more recruitment and Megan Hole method and pivoting with purpose coming everyone's way. I love it. I love it. Is is there anything that you could look back and say, you know what, if I had to do that again, I would do it differently. Like in this entire journey, is there something that you wish you could change and do differently the next time? I don't know. That's so hard because I'm such a believer through a lot of trauma and things that I've been through very early on in life as a kid that all the things that you go through are just a portal of like what sets you up for like you and the next phase of your life and the next steps and kind of seeing things that happen to you, good, bad, or otherwise happening for you. So I really don't, I don't think there's much I would do different. Like I'm so grateful for this journey I've been on struggling with negative dollars in my bank account to now being able to help family members and like travel the world. Like, honestly, I think you be, you have such an appreciation of life when I definitely feel like there's a bit of a struggle there or something where you like truly appreciate kind of your roots and where you come from. Nothing was handed to me, Phil. No way. You know? So I think, I don't know if I would do it differently because there was definitely some fun moments, you know, like, yeah, the late nineties, lower eyes jeans, questionable choice, you know, <laughs> those the Steve Madden, like flip flop shoes that everybody had, maybe my fashion choices, I would, I would second guess known, but, but yeah, no, life-wise I'm, I'm so grateful to be where I am. And I think living in that gratitude and, and just having like good people around you and quickly identifying those people that are not on your side and like detoxing your life from those people that are just not going in the same direction is like super important. Well said. Before we wrap up, what is next for you? I know that this is a fast moving rocket ship, as you mentioned. A rocket ship. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure the world's ready, but you know, let's give them a taste. What's coming next? Yeah. I mean, I think it's always thinking of like how I can continue to grow and diversify. So recruitment, certainly my bread and butter, you know, maybe establishing myself as a bigger business partner, you know, and what I'm doing now, which is so exciting, continuing to work recruitment wise with really great brands, continuing to build the coaching side where, you know, I'm doing more masterminds and group coaching some online programs, in-person events, women's networking events, panels, speaking, talks, you know, things like that. We're finally, you know, we're coming back in person. I would say this year more than ever, where I'm just getting your, getting myself out there. As the saying goes, you know, you have to be seen to be believed. And I feel like there's so much power in networking. I mean, the collab, this is why we're all here. It's amazing. You know, people meet new people every day and you just never know where a conversation can go. So I think it's continuing to get out there, be fearless, do things that like scare me, try to meet meet new people, make new friends, <laughs> whatever that looks like. But I just think it's like growing this business and a bigger population to continue to serve for those who are super invested in themselves and their career and, and just overall their future and, and a good balance of life and happiness and joy. And for whatever that looks like, it means something different for everybody, but I'm here to support and serve. And that's kind of where I'm at. I love that. And I think I have one, one more question for you. And I wonder, you mentioned service more than once in this interview. You mentioned it earlier on and you just mentioned it again. What role do you feel that serving has played in you 
sort of coming to this place where you can build this brand and and find some success for yourself? Like where, where does service sit in all of that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like bottom line, it's just loving to help people. You know, I was just always that person that was like, okay, you know, how could I help? Or like figuring out solutions for anyone, you know, I'll start talking to somebody and they tell me about issues with their business. I'm like, okay, here's a five-step plan. (laughs) You know, it's just always being like, Ooh, how can I help? How can I get involved? And you know, how can I be in the presence of someone where they walk away, maybe even feeling better than before, you know, after being with me or working with me. And, and that's how I really want always people to feel. I mean, we're human, you know, again, we're not for everybody, but I would say showing up as a human every day that wants to put a smile on someone's face or wants them to make them feel good, not waking up and being like, who can I piss off today? You know, that's not a goal of mine. (laughs) So, (laughs) and if there is someone that wakes up like that and you are in service, you may want to second guess this career choice. But I think it's just waking up with a general like, pep in your step and you're like, okay, you know, how can, how can I make somebody's day today? And how can we make people feel good across the board? Where do you think you got that from? I mean, was that learned? Is that something you got from your parents or is that something that you took on yourself? Yeah. I think like being a kid, you know, and, and being at a very young age where I had parents that were divorced and so on and so forth, you know, maybe it comes from a little people pleasing tendency as I was like a small child of like wanting to do well and like wanting to shine and stand out. But for me, like I always just generally liked people and wanting to like help and like raising my hand in school. And, you know, I think it just kind of, you're right. Like, I feel like sometimes these tendencies as we have as a kid kind of carry through as an adult, but in obviously very different ways. But I just feel like a lot of it was like, yeah, a little bit about how I grew up, you know, and, and some of the things that I think early on, I were just like learned behaviors. And then there are things that were just innate in me. So I was always that happy-go-lucky sort of like, I'll do whatever kind of kid. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you are that way as an adult as well. And it's, it's, you know, obviously carried through and it's part of why you're, you know, people are drawn to your brand and in what you do. So it's actually done you a wonderful service. So I think it's a wonderful thing to be in. I'm glad that that's who you are. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's exciting. My pleasure. I think that's all the questions I have. Well, this was such a wonderful chat. I'm so happy to spend this time with you today. Me too. And it was so good to hear more of your story. I don't, I only know some of it and had no idea you're from New York. Like this is brand new information that I had. Hashtag you learn something new every day. Apparently you do. (laughs) Apparently you do. So it's so cool to know more about your story and know more about who you are. And I really enjoyed listening to it. Well, thanks so much, Phil. It's good to be here with you. You as well. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here for the Collab Career Stories podcast. Please follow us on social media at Join the Collab and sign up to become a member and share your story at jointhecollab.com.